My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to my Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Sean Matthews, president and CEO of Visix. Sean and I discuss digital signage applications specifically in corporate offices. We talk about the kind of content that you can put on digital signage, the importance of creating engagement and involvement from the workforce, and how digital signage can play into that, the different pieces of digital signage systems, and the potential to justify the return on investment for digital signage systems in corporate offices. Anyone looking to implement digital signage within their offices should give this interview a listen. Enjoy. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions Podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Sean Matthews, President and CEO of Visix. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on the, on the show today. I appreciate it. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, if you're a regular on Tech Decisions, uh, you'll notice that I have a lot, a lot of content that comes from Visix. And uh, one of the reasons for that is, is Visix is really a thought leader in the digital signage space. And they write a lot for us specifically. They write a lot about employee engagement and how to use digital signage in corporate spaces to really give messages. Uh, to employees. So, uh, Sean, many people understand the benefits of digital signage in areas like public transportation and retail, but it can really be a benefit in corporate offices as well. Uh, How is that? How so? Well, I mean, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, the you know entire um, employee workspace has changed dramatically, certainly over the past ten years. And uh, you know, there are uh, you know more millennials and even Gen Z people working their way into the workforce today. Um, and you know, in fact, they the millennials make up you know more than uh, more than half of the current workforce that's employed right now, and they want a more consumer like experience. Uh, you know, they're already digital natives, and they expect uh, they expect in information and uh, you know other materials to be delivered in a digital fashion so you know it's it's a key piece to to the entire uh, working office environment where where do you put this digital signage I mean people understand that in a retail environment you want it front facing and and you want it in heavily trafficked areas is it is it sort of the same for in the office like uh, do we want it in the cafeteria do we want it near the cubes or or near the tables if it's an open office plan where where should we be putting it so that employees get engaged 
Well, of course, you want to put it in as many places as possible, but there are some key places where um, digital signs do very, very well in terms of communicating information to employees uh, specifically. So you see uh, really well-placed signs at hallway intersections, outside of restrooms. Certainly, you mentioned the break room or cafeteria. Um, Elevator bays are another place where signs do very well. But certainly in open workspace or open floor plan facilities, you know, suspending signs from the ceiling to, you know, the cells in themselves facing in many different directions. You know, that's a, that's a certainly, uh, those are all good areas in the manufacturing environments. Of course, you want to see signs out on the manufacturing floor so that those employees that don't typically have access, let's say, to workstations, uh, they'll see those signs with, you know, key performance indicators and other things that will um, affect their behavior on the production floor. You know, with digital signage, I think that a lot of companies, especially uh, smaller companies, think, okay, well, we could get digital signage for our employees and put it throughout the office, but then they think we'll have to hire someone to create content for it and to and to manage that. But that's not really the case, at least not anymore. Can you tell us a little bit more about content management systems and what they're able to do for end users and, and for their organizations? Yeah, and I mean, that's a great question. Everybody has always talked in the past about content being king. And, and really, though, content is extremely important because if the information on the screen isn't lively, if it's not timely and not relevant, of course, it's going to get tuned out. And a lot of digital signage deployments, particularly on the corporate communication side, um, People have a tendency to tune them out because the content just isn't relevant and it's and it's not lively. And you know, often for a deployment to be successful, you do need a key stakeholder. You do need people that are involved in you know planning what the signs are going to look like and the information that's uh, going to be on screen. It has to be stuff that people care about. And so it does take time, energy, and effort. The two easiest ways, though, to make that um, job easier is to utilize auto-updating content and data-triggered content. And when you use auto-updated things, you know, we have hundreds of ideas in terms of auto-updated content, but some of it's just very basic stuff, date and time, weather, news, events, you know, local traffic, even social media and financial data. All of that stuff is readily available in the open market and uh, can easily populate signs to keep them engaged uh, or keep them engaging so that people will pay attention to the message that you're really trying to convey. And those messages are often, you know, important announcements that the organization is going to craft, data data visualizations that are often auto-populating that you know, reference um, you know, employee productivity or corporate productivity. KPIs are very powerful in terms of manipulating employee behavior and keeping them engaged at the task at hand, whether you're producing widgets or you're addressing calls on hold at the help desk. I mean, those are just two simple examples. But it's important that you have enough timely, relevant, engaging content on the screen. And unfortunately, it does take some resources to make that stuff happen. You can't just publish web pages or PowerPoint presentations and think that's going to be enough to make it really work in a true corporate deployment. When it comes to actually picking the, the display itself, uh, what are some considerations that uh, end users should keep in mind uh, for size of the screen or for, you know, whether uh, HD or 4K or uh, are there any tips or tricks that you guys give your customers to determine, okay, depending on the amount of employees or the size of the office or what it might be, which display or what size display they should go with? 
Yeah, usually the size of the display is not as important as the overall saturation of the displays in the environment as well. Um, because, you know, if you think about yourself driving down the interstate, and particularly in the southern part of the United States, you see a lot of digital billboards on the interstate. Well, if you think about those billboards, they might have a queue of seven, eight, ten ads that are running. But, you know, if we're going 65, 70 miles an hour, we only have a second or two to even view one of those ads, much less if we get caught in a transition between those two ads. So if you think about the workplace environment, you think about individuals as cars passing through, you know, across the interstate at a pretty high rate of speed. They're distracted by conversations, by their uh, mobile devices. So saturation is a key component um, in that environment. So size isn't quite as important. Often, we talk to, to clients about the fact that they get excited about maybe doing a big video wall or something like that. And of course, AV integrators love the idea of a big video wall, but often that just becomes a show visual that, you know, it's in the lobby. And how many times do employees pass through the lobby? Often they have their own entrances and exits you know, just for them, and they may not even pass by that lobby. So I guess really to say it again, saturation is much more important than physical size. But one thing to consider is whether or not the displays are going to be interactive. And the reason I bring this up is because, you know, millennials and others who are already digital, digitally native, they're used to a customized or personal experience with the mobile device that they have. So if the screens are interactive and you incorporate interactive elements into that screen, they can actually personalize their experience and their engagement with the, with the screen versus it being just like a billboard and pushing one piece of information out to you. And that's, that's the one key thing I would consider um, and, and suggest you consider when thinking about displays. Not size, but certainly some interactivity. You did bring up 4K and, you know, other you know, technologies that are out there. We're seeing more and more adoption of 4K. The challenge with 4K, particularly in a corporate um, communications environment, is that if you want to take advantage of that investment, you really have to have 4K content to put on those displays. And most um, organizations just don't have the resources to produce that kind of material on a daily or weekly or even monthly basis. If a company is is coming to, let's to physics to um, you know fulfill their digital signage needs and they do need a little bit of help in the process if it's creating content or otherwise uh, what resources do you guys offer or do you guys who should they go to should they go to a company like physics should they go to an AV integrator are there third-party content creation firms that you know I'm not even aware of that they should reach out to if they want to outsource that work is there uh, the ability to do so yeah, and that's, I mean, it's a great question. You know, typically, the AV integrator in our world or the ITVAR is really involved in the, you know, technology specification and can provide uh, certainly the client with the ins and outs of various platforms and other, you know, distribution or visual, uh, AV visual technologies that might be associated with the deployment. But when it comes to actually creating content, uh, we have our own uh, creative services team, and there are other competitors like us that have creative services teams. And those teams are often very good at what we call launch content. So the day that the, the signs go live, there is something that matches the brand, the look and feel of the organization, and it, you know, it makes sense on screen. Because often, people who are web developers or web designers or even print designers 
graphic artists even, they're not really accustomed to what this medium should look like and how it might be best utilized. You know, the surface space has um, many different zones that could be utilized for different purposes. And, you know, they might be new to the entire approach. So I would certainly suggest that they consider someone like Physics or, again, even a competitor that has those creative services teams that can help with that launch content. Now, after the material is launched that first day, of course, there's the, the challenge of maintaining it. We do offer a managed service where we will provide daily or weekly or monthly updates and content refresh to help keep the screens alive. And the way that model basically works is you know, we have a team of people that are assigned to an account. And you simply either call or email that team and say, hey, we're going to host uh, a blood drive next Friday, and we'd like to you know, announce uh, when the drive is going to happen and where the, when the location is. And uh, we'll go ahead and create art uh, that matches your brand standards, uh, publish it to you for approval, and then if that's what you want, it and really you didn't have to do a lot to keep it you know, alive and fresh. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not really familiar with, with groups that are producing corporate communications content for digital signs. Uh, there are a lot of companies out there that handle corporate communication, but I'm just not really aware of somebody that does it specifically for digital signs. So, you know, I would suggest looking for someone like Visix uh, that can help not only with the software, but also, you know, the, the content management over the long haul. Well, let's go a little bit more into that software for, for those in our audience that don't have a system like that or are thinking about a system like that, but really haven't learned uh, enough about it quite yet. Let's say I have a building with three floors and on the bottom floor, there's a lot of clients and customers that are coming in and I have digital signage there. On the second floor, I have a lot of employees. And then on the third floor, I have uh, some, of the, some of the C-suite. And I want different messaging on each of those floors. Is that going to be a situation where a Essentially, I have to. I'm paying and, and producing three completely separate systems so that I can push three completely different sets of content out to each out to each of those floors. Or is it a little bit simpler than that? It's a good a good bit simpler than that. Um, you know, anybody that's touting that they have an enterprise type solution uh, should be able to handle all three uh, pieces of content or content styles among the different floors uh, through one system. And so, you know, when you think about the technology, there are three main components to the signage piece of it. There is some sort of digital media player that's either associated with the display or some sort of infrastructure that distributes to those displays from a single player. Um, so there's the player itself. There is the content management system, which most of the systems are hosted in the cloud or at least have some sort of web interface if it's an on-premise solution. And then typically there's some sort of design tool that helps you design the screens and or the content that you might deliver to those screens. Now, some people put that design tool in their web browser and some people have a native solution. And really, there are pros and cons to each one of those. It doesn't really matter. Um, but those are the three main pieces. And again, if it's an enterprise solution, it should have the, the flexibility to recognize the organization and the organizational structure so that you can provide user uh, rights and roles and privileges to different people that are going to create and or manage content for those three different audiences. So the reality is that let's say the HR department is responsible for that middle floor, which is employee communication. 
that person may, or that team, may only have access to the playlist that published to that particular floor. And so the marketing department might handle the first floor because it's very customer-facing and customer-centric. And then, of course, on that C-suite level, you know, there may be somebody even on the administrative team that supports the C-suite with, um, you know, a different access level to publish to that you know, to that floor. And of course, you can intermix well, what we call playlists. So some of the playlists that are on that first floor may also play on the second and third floor because the C-suite may want to know what is our visiting audience even viewing because they might not even use that entrance. So you can intersperse or interleave playlists on different floors so you can re repurpose content that, uh, that might be relevant to other audiences. I've also heard about applications in which uh, a company with a, a sort of vast digital signage suite throughout the offices have uh, kind of taken over in, a, in an emergency situation and displayed uh, emergency uh, instructions uh, for whatever that situation might be. Is, is this something that's common and is this something that's relatively easy if you have a digital signage system to set up for yourself? Yeah, so, you know, you typically see alert notification on college campuses. However, obviously, some corporate campuses are as large as college campuses. And if you think about big companies, names that we might know, like Federal Express with facilities all over the place, um, the best way to handle it is through a, you know, a standard protocol. And the, the protocol that's used for alert notification is called CAP, which stands for a common protocol. It is the subset of the federal government's protocol called IPAWS, which is now used post 9-11 to alert local law enforcement and other first responders throughout the country to some sort of uh, you know, disaster, let's say. But protocol is a trigger um, that is, is used, again, in most alert notification platforms, the most common alert notification platform is SMS for phones, right? We all have them. It seems to be a ubiquitous platform for delivering alert information. Well, most of those platforms that alert individuals at the phone level produce CAP compliant triggers. And those triggers, once initiated from that platform, can change what happens to the screen's in the facility itself. So alert notification commands are predefined by subject matter. And so if the alert trigger from the SMS system is let's say, um, you know, fire, we'll just use that as a good one. So not only did the fire alarms go off in the building, but the signs changed to provide the consumer with a different set of information, which is not typically there's a fire in the building, but big instructions as to what to do now that the fire exists in the building. So you know, don't take the elevators, use the stairwells. And often, if it's programmatically um, done right, the signs even have arrows that point the consumer which direction to get to the stairwell. So they can be extremely effective, um, but the, the key is to have a CAP-compliant product. And there are, you know, uh, our product is CAP-compliant, and there are a few others in this market that do that. But Retail guys, as you might expect, aren't focused on workflows like cap compliance because it wouldn't make much sense when you're trying to sell, you know, beauty products at the Clinique counter. <laughs> sure. Sure. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And the reason that I brought it up was because, you know, there there are a lot of use cases to digital signage in the office. And that's part of, at least for our, our 
audience. That's part of what they need in order to justify the return on investment. And for digital signage, you know, it, it's it's tough to quantify the dollars and cents that you're either saving or creating by using this digital signage. But what are some of the things that our audience should focus on to kind of justify the purchase of a system like this through the return that they see on their initial investment? Yeah, and, and you're right. It's a little more difficult in the corporate communication environment because it's it's hard to to measure. But there are some key things to know about you know employee engagement in general. You know, when you look at some of the data that's out there, you know, employee engagement leads to 21% higher productivity, 20 plus percent higher profitability. Um, I think it's like 30 some odd percent lower absenteeism. So there's a lot of things. But when you really start drilling into some of those stats, you look at things like 50% fewer safety incidents, um, 40 some odd percent fewer quality defects and less shrinkage. So those are key pieces, and particularly when you start looking at the new workforce and millennials, um, a most recent study I saw said that 29% of millennials say they are engaged at work, right? 16% say they are actively disengaged. So that leaves about 50% that are just like somewhat engaged. So when you start measuring productivity based on engagement and how we can recognize the workforce and how we can educate the workforce, not just in seminars or email or even social feeds, but we can deliver it throughout the facility. We can reinforce it day in and day out. Those are, that's one key measure. Of course, another key measure is when you look at participation. So often companies will say things like, well, our 401k you know, enrollment is not where we want it to be. And in fact, we failed the 401k you know, analysis test this past year. And you know, we need to get more people involved. So when you look at things like involvement, yeah, that's a key, key indicator. And, you know, you can measure involvement through simple things like QR tags or SMS response to, um, you know, things that are post when people take pictures and share them, you know, via social media, whatever, and even surveys and polls. If you post them, you know, on these interactive signs and the results are instantaneous, you get more people engaged, more people involved, and that really becomes you know, a key component because you can measure things like, you know, how long calls are on hold and that kind of stuff and encourage people not to take restroom breaks when, you know, the the indicator is red, that kind of thing. But but really the big key is measuring engagement and productivity and you know gearing your efforts towards that improvement through signs. And that's a that's a key measure. Well, we touched upon it earlier, and Visix is a company that can help our our audience and end users with everything that we've talked about today. Um, Sean, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what Visix provides for customers, and then let our audience know how they can find out more about the company and, and get in touch? Sure. You know, Visix is a provider of uh, complete digital signage solutions. We work through integration partners who can go on site and understand the customer's physical needs based on the technologies that we provide. You know, not only do we offer the digital signage solution that extends to interactive room signs that are mounted outside of conference rooms and classrooms, which can be an extension of the digital signage solution or a standalone product. We have a complete line of professional services, which include project managers, implementation 
specialists, consultants, creative teams, support teams, all of those kinds of things. So it is a complete uh, solution for enterprise or campus-type communications. That's what we're focused on. Our workflows follow those um, working constructs, and that's what we do. We don't do retail. Uh, again, we're focused primarily on institutional or organizational communications. And the best way to learn about Visix is to visit us online at visix.com. That's V as in Victor, I-S-I-X.com. And that's the best place to get uh, information from us and, and better understand what we do and see case studies and samples of the clients that we serve. Well, I encourage our audience to do so. Uh, we've also got a ton of contributed content on tech decisions from Visix. They're, they're, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. Um, Sean, thank you so much for joining us, and, and hopefully we'll have you on again soon. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening, and good luck with all of your installations and implementations. <laughs>